Hey, welcome to the Comic Wrestling Podcast, where we talk all things comic books, wrestling, and pop culture. I'm Ace, and with me as always, my deadliest of allies, Dave. Hi everybody, how's it going? Um, today, we're going to talk movies, we're going to talk comic books, but we're also going to talk wrestling in the second half of the show. We'll talk about the WWE Hall of Fame, a couple of unfortunate passings in the wrestling business, and I'm also going to touch on some all-elite wrestling rumors. But Ace has got a lot to talk about as far as movies and comics, so I'm going to let him start. All right. Um, the big thing, we're not going to talk about it right this second. We're going to talk about it like towards the end because it's the meat of it. Um, is Sean Stasiak? <sighs> <sighs> meat. <laughs> um, no, it's Captain Marvel. I went and saw it last night. Oh, amazing. Yes. Well, I wouldn't use that word. <laughs> it was good. Was but- it Marvelous. Good lord. (laughs) Um, It was a good movie, but like I said, we'll talk about that one a little bit more. But I want to talk about um, trailers that are out right now. Big, hot movie trailers. I like it. Dave, I know you saw the X-Men trailer for Dark Phoenix. I did. Um, There's a... I think there's three of them out. Two or three trailers. The latest one is... By the end of it, you saw her picking up the train? Yep. Okay. Yeah. What did did you think? I'm going to ask you. What did you think? Um, I thought it was pretty cool making it look like Jean Grey is going to turn into, you know, kind of a bad character trying to turn her, you know, turn her against the X-Men. I thought that was a really cool twist to everything. Yep. Okay. I smile. I'm smiling. People can't see me smiling because I hate it. (laughs) I don't like it. Um, for a couple of reasons, not because it's the Dark Phoenix storyline. It's a very, that's like a popular storyline where Jean Grey is taken over by this entity known as the phoenix and it happens in the comics it happens in the movies they uh x-men last stand the third x-men movie in the trilogy was was that was part of the storyline and then part of a cure storyline that both ended up shitting all over both storylines it was bad (laughs) so now they're trying to redo it again as their like last hoorah right because this is the last x-men movie before marvel disney changes it all and and just does whatever they want with it. This is the last, you know, their last stand. Um, and I don't like it. Like, I felt you should have went out with Apocalypse because that movie was so-so. Yeah. And Apocalypse is one of your big villains of the X-Men universe. And to end it with him would have been, all right, they, they did it. They did all the big ones. Like, we've seen it all. Um, to redo Phoenix bothers me because it's just like it's a sad attempt at another try at it so now if marvel goes and tries and does it you've got two other comparisons that people are going to be you know it's just it kind of dilutes everything yes it really does it's like oh i've seen this twice already yep i still would like to see it because there are a lot of people in it i like i love beast nightcrawler uh professor x all those x-men are really really fun i just think it's there's not enough to draw me to it. It's not like, oh shit, Juggernaut was in Deadpool 2. Right. Like, let me fucking go see that. That's what drew me to go see it, is yeah. it not? Yeah. I oh, said yeah. that. Totally. I yep. said that right from the get-go. And when I found out he was in it, I said, Dave, let's go see it. Let's go see Deadpool 2. And that was the best part about it was when, when he showed up in the movie. Yep. That was great. I fucking loved it. Um, so this movie just doesn't have enough to pull me into it. Um... I'm not really sure. Um, other trailers, though, that I've seen were for Hellboy. I know you haven't seen it. I just talked about it. I don't know much about Hellboy. I'm not a huge Hellboy. I've never read a single comic, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I've seen the first movie and a little bit of the second one. I've right. fallen asleep twice during it. <laughs> this movie looks badass. It does. Like, it really does. Huge monsters. Have you seen the trailer? I've seen a little bit of it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Huge monsters. Him flying around on a dragon thing in hell. Mila Jovovich... Leaving Resident Evil, coming and doing this is the bad chick. Which well, she doesn't do much. No, at she all, doesn't. So. Unless her husband's directing the fucking movie. <laughs> but um, it looks cool. It looks really cool. Pikachu looks cool. I'm not a Pokemon guy, but Pikachu looks cool. Yeah, the, yeah. I think the Ryan Reynolds is a good fit for that movie. Without in a, a weird way. Yeah. In a weird way. Yeah. Um. Do you have any other ones written down or no? How about the one that you didn't like either, the Brightburn trailer? Oh, yes, that was the main one, Brightburn. I don't like it for <laughs> so many reasons. I think it's a cool premise. 
with Superman, you know, a kid with Superman's powers. It is, you know, it's supposed to be him. It is though, I think. It's supposed to be Superman, but bad, not good. And it's one, it's not being made by Warner Brothers, right? Which, what the fuck? If you're Warner Brothers and you own DC or however that is, how do you not make? And and then James Gunn is tied into it, who's making your Suicide Squad two movie. Yep. Like. What the WTF is going on over Unless there? Unless they, you know, signed a deal where he could do something like that, you know. I do not care for that. I think it looks stupid. I don't need a horror movie of Superman. Give me Superman with a villain that is horror-esque. Right. Bring that element into it. Yeah. Um So you mentioned Suicide Squad. Have you seen that they're recasting Will Smith with Idris Elba? I have, and... Do you think that's a good choice? To play Deadshot. I think they could cast uh, Harrison Ford. He's probably my favorite actor to be. Do you think this music's playing in the background? Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's uh, Western music playing in the background right now. Oh, well, that'll be over in a minute. Um, I think they could cast Harrison Ford to to be Deadshot, and I wouldn't care. Because... Will Smith made me not care about him. Kind of like Genie, you know, he just don't care. For real. No, seriously, yeah. Like, I, when Will Smith was casted as him, I didn't care in the first place. Because yep. it was like, Will Smith, and then everybody said he was the greatest part of the movie. I'm like, but did you see Captain Boomerang? <laughs> did you see that Australian guy with the fucking unicorn? Like, yep. that guy was pretty cool. Yep. Um, I like Idris Elba, and it's... I think he's great. I mean, I think it, what a silly ass idea. Everybody, including myself, that's a comic book fan, was so hoping when he went from Marvel, he would go to DC and be John Stewart, the Green Lantern. Yeah. He's got the look. He could have done it, and then you cast him as Deadshot. It's like, whoa, that could have been like your. You put him on screen with Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot and the next Batman. It's like, yup, there's your Justice League. That's what we were looking for. But make him a. Anti-hero, I guess. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to get too off the rails, but I figured... No, that's good, because I do have Suicide Squad written down somewhere in my list of stuff here. Um, there's also rumors that the guy that played Rick Flagg, whatever his name was, is uh, is leaving. He's not coming back. Margot Robbie's the only one that's confirmed to come back. Uh, Jared Leto's out as the Joker, so who the fuck knows where that's going to go. Right. Um, and speaking of Jared Leto... A picture has surfaced online for Morbius, which is... I have a little Funko somewhere of him. He is the living vampire in Spider-Man. He's a... I guess he's a villain. He's like Venom now. He's anti-hero. And Jared Leto is playing him in the movie. And it's just a picture of whatever... I don't even know what the hell it's called. When they close it together and they say, action! Oh, yeah, the... The clacker thing, I can't even yeah, think of what it's called. Yeah, the film to start a movie, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. And it's in front of his face, and you just see like the his eyes, and people are eating it up and saying, Oh my god, he looks like a vampire. It's like, it's his eyes. <laughs> what are we doing, Twilight? <laughs> Speaking of Suicide Squad, I was also seeing that Dwayne Johnson has been teasing a really cool surprise for his introduction of his, uh, his DC Comics character, Black Adam. And it said, signs now point to the supervillain making his debut in Suicide Squad 2. Okay. Um, The Rock has been making these rumors that he was playing... I mean, he is playing this character, um, but he's been saying he's going to be playing this character for a decade. Legitimately, for a decade now, he's been saying, I'm being... I'm going to be the Black Adam. I'm going to be the Black Adam. I have not seen... I think it was... I think it's Shazam... I, yes, there was a rumor about that movie that there is a Superman stand-in in the movie, but it's not Henry Cavill, the guy that played Superman. Yep. And there is some kind of image of Black Adam in that movie, but it's not The Rock. <laughs> so I don't know. If all these movies are connected, I don't know what the f- hell they're doing. Um, I don't know where to go with um for... Black Adam and Suicide Squad 2, I don't know how the hell that would fit in. Because I don't know where your story's going to go. Right. But sure, why not? But speaking of Suicide Squad, I do have my own 
version of that movie. All right. I like that. Of the first Suicide Squad movie. And then maybe we can go in and talk about how you can introduce a second Suicide Squad movie. I like movie. it. So mine is just the same same premise of the of the movie. You have your same cast. Uh, Scarecrow is your big bad guy. You'll have your, your, your first m- real good movie version of the Scarecrow. Yep. Like, like the creepy Arkham version from the video games. Like he's, wears like a burlap sack over his face. You see like this gas mask torn through his mat, like the, the sack. He walks around with needles on his fingertips, like Freddy Krueger injecting people with the, the fear toxin. It's so cool. Imagine that in a movie, right? And then Bane is his lackey. Right. You got the small little guy and then Bane. And then you can give people the comic book accurate version of Bane. That they've been wanting for so long. And nothing against Tom Hardy as Bane because that was a really cool version of him in a realistic world. Right. But now you're not in a realistic world, so go with it. And instead of having whatever the hell that witch doctor looking dude was at the end. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> that turned in and in, in, in big monster and fought the other dude. You could have had Bane. Yep. Hit his button at that final moment and then just oh, Hulk out and Hell just yeah. fucking, you know, go nuts. a hell of a lot more dramatic, that's for sure. Exactly. And their plan could have been to, to spread this new chemical that is a fear mixed with the Bane toxin. So when you get scared, you Hulk out and you're just on a rampage now. So it's like an uncontrollable... Pure chaos. Exactly. And they're spreading that throughout this city that was called Midway. I don't, I've never heard that. And throughout the movie, you could have done character development oh yeah of each character instead of just harley quinn and fucking deadshot you could have had each one of them get induced with the fear toxin and show the fear in their head of like what true like why is harley truly afraid instead of her just having flashbacks at random times show oh i'm having these moments of of envisioning the joker torturing me and 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 really embrace that you know what i mean and make that cool and be like and kind of rip off Age of Ultron when Scarlet Witch does that to the Avengers. She yep. makes them kind of hallucinate a little. But who cares? It's a cool idea. Yeah. And then at the end of the movie, when they, when they, like I said, when Bane blows up and he's huge and he's fighting the others, you have Batman swoop in and confront the Scarecrow. And now Scarecrow's like, oh, fuck this. He, and he's gone. And now Batman's after him because he knows that's the real threat. He's the brains behind it. Bane is just... You know, club a lang. He's just an idiot. He's just <laughs> running his mouth. And then all the Suicide Squad members, you know, end the movie the same way they did in the actual movie, but it's just Bane as the villain now instead of the witch doctor dude. That sounds like an awesome premise to me. Yeah, and then your second movie can be n- not the hunt for Scarecrow, but that's that's going on still. Like, Batman is still looking for Scarecrow. He's still doing his shit. Kind of a subplot. Right, and he's still got lackeys that are doing his things, And but that leads into a, a larger scheme of shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I haven't gone to that depth, but... Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I like that a lot. I, I just think that would have been way cooler because even me as a comic book guy, I'm going into Suicide Squad being like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is this movie? Why is... What is going on here? You, you made a buddy comedy, you know, and tried to disguise it as a comic book movie. Exactly. You really did, and I didn't care for that. Which you probably can get away with that, but don't pull the wool over my fucking eyes. You hear me? <laughs> you hear me? <laughs> so we're going to talk about some... Get away from... The, the movie trailers as of right now and talk about some of the TV shows that are going on. Um, I think, Dave, I know you're not really into all of them. Right. You you know of them. Yeah, I do. But you're not up to speed on, like, what they actually are. I'm, I'm trying. Fine. I'm no, trying. Which is fine. <laughs> so I'll, I'll fill you in without filling you in, right? right? Gotham. It's Batman before Batman, and I never thought it would work. I love it. I love it. I'm up to date on all of it except for this final season. I don't know if it's Which ended. is the final season, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't know if it's over or not. I try to avoid all the spoilers for it. I saw a Joker thing about it, which is cool. Um, there's that. Um, Arrow. Arrow is huge to me. Arrow is massive to me. It is the Iron Man for the DC Universe TV shows. Um, Arrow started it all in like 2012 cool ass show it started off like it felt like it was in the dark knight universe because he's like he's, he's killing people in the city he's right. just running around like robin hood like literally arrowing people in the chest murdering them. and that's what you want too you want realism like that exactly but then 
because everything has to evolve. Everything has to, to change as times change. Yep. You can't celebrate him as a hero if he's running around murdering people. So throughout the seasons, he becomes the hero. He, he finds his justice and all this, this, and that. And forms these cool allies and these teams and other heroes. And because of Arrow, that show has branched out The Flash, which is on its like sixth season. Arrow is ending after its eighth. That's where I'm going with this. Um, there's Flash. That's on, like I said, its sixth season. Supergirl, that branched off of all of that, which is on its, I think, fourth season. Legends of Tomorrow, which branched out of all of it, which is on like its fourth season. And... There is Black Lightning, which is on its second season, which I really thought was a cool show. I really liked the first season of that shit. Um, so basically, I've got to do a lot of binge watching, folks. Oh, there's there's <laughs> so much. And if you appreciate these characters and you really appreciate that universe building like Marvel did, yep. you're going to love this because every, every season for like the last three seasons of these shows... They're like 20 episodes a piece, and about 10 or 11 episodes in, they do a crossover. Oh, nice. So you've got five shows that interlock. So there's five episodes per season that, oh, shit, these guys are here, these guys are here, these guys are here, blah, 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 blah. It's amazing. Supergirl has introduced Superman into this world. There's Everybody but Batman is existing right now. That's great. They have shown... An Easter egg of Green Lantern. They showed a guy walking through a bar wearing an aviator jacket that said uh, Jordan on it. It said H. Jordan. Yep. So you know Hal Jordan's alive. That's great. Um, I'm sure there's an Aquaman thing I've missed. But there's they have a new show called Doom Patrol that has Cyborg in it. So there's your big mainstream guy in that. Yep. There's a Teen Titans live show that has a Batman in it. Um, it's just it's crazy how much these shows for DC have expanded. It's good to see that they're they're trying to catch up a little bit. And I don't understand how the movies can't, though. Right. But with Arrow, this is his last season. Like, season eight next year will be his last season. It, it kind of makes me sad, because I've been watching it since the beginning. And you enjoy it so I much. I enjoy yeah. it so, so much. Like, one of my very first Funkos I ever got, it was not Arrow. My mom bought it for me for Christmas, was Deathstroke from Arrow. Yep. Because... Manu Bennett playing Deathstroke is probably the best thing that's ever happened in that whole show. That guy, I don't care, people eat me alive if you watch this and you're a nerd and you love comics. <laughs> Nobody will ever be able to beat his character portrayal of Deathstroke in that show. Like, wow. not even in a movie. Not wow. even in a movie. He was so on point. He had the look, the, the voice, the body language. He was so on point. Just... Perfect. Um, so that's my that was my only Arrow Funko, I think. Yeah, but he just did a uh, Stephen Amell plays Arrow, and he just did like a final like goodbye kind of thing. And I have it here on my phone. I'm gonna read it. I think it's like a final goodbye. He did a video where he actually came out and he was sitting there in like the studio. Yeah. And he was he was tearing up and crying. He's like, this has been a chronicling of like almost ten years of my life. Yeah. If you dedicate your life. Oh, to it, and absolutely. he's become it. Like he is the Iron Man. Like Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr. of that, and they call it the Arrowverse. That is That's exactly awesome. what they call it, the Arrowverse. Um, it's it's an amazing thing, and I I love it very very much. I actually have seasons one, two, and three, and I am going to binge watch them. There you go. Yeah, this is a quote from Stephen Amell. Playing Oliver Queen has been the greatest professional experience of my life, but you can't be a vigilante forever. Arrow will return for a final run of 10 episodes this fall. There's so much to say. For now, I just want to say thank you. And I think that's pretty sweet. Uh, it sucks it's only going to be 10 episodes. Right. Because I'm so used to 23. <laughs> which also leaves me like, wait a minute, their crossovers are, like I said, 10 or 11 episodes. If his up season is only 10 episodes, like, what's that mean? They might be packing a lot of shit into every episode. Uh, right. Um... And I know they they just introduced Batwoman or Batgirl. I think it was Batwoman. Um, so I'm pretty sure they're probably going to try to run with her as like a forerunner right. for this. But Flash, he's like your your vice president right now. He's good. <laughs> he's the next chain of command once once Arrow's out of there. Um, I'm sure there were other shows I want to talk about, but that was like the main thing because that was huge to me. Yeah, was Arrow. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe that's going to end. Like I thought it was going to end after five seasons. Because in the show, they do flashbacks. 
Yeah. And he spent five years on this call, this island called Lian Yu, and every year is a flashback. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. By the time a third season rolled around, I was like, oh, okay. Once he gets to you know his fifth year of flashbacks, the show will kind of it'll dwindle down. There's no more to tell. Right. <laughs> going to be eight seasons later. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. It's a great. Yeah, it's 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 so badass. They introduce so many superheroes, so many super villains. Like, it's unbelievable. And speaking of super villains, I have to I have to throw this out there because this is just the craziest thing I think I've ever seen. <laughs> do you know who John Cryer is? I do. I do know who. John do you Cryer picture is. him as a villain of any sort other than like a weird child molester? Maybe. No. Can you picture him as a weird child molester? Maybe. Yeah. 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 So, I, I, hey, I kid, you want some ice cream? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I live with Uncle Charlie. I, I can picture him in a van with no windows. Exactly. Okay. The show Supergirl, I don't love it, I don't hate it, but it's it's very, 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 very female-orientated, which kind of becomes oversaturated right? because every, every season, the main villain's a female. And it's like, only in her universe, though, every woman's a f- right. every female. Like, there's bad guys and bad girls in the other guys. Like, why is just hers all female? Like, she can hit a dude, a dude can hit her, she's a Supergirl. <laughs> right. You're not going to hurt her. Right. So they've they've introduced Lex Luthor by name throughout these seasons, but yep. never shown his face. And, well, you got to have a Luthor as a villain in these shows, so why not have his mother and his sister? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But now, I think it's their fourth season, they're introducing Lex Luthor, and it is John Cryer. <sighs> I saw it online, and, and somebody commented it the best way possible. You've seen Sin City? Yeah. They go, he looks like the yellow bastard from <laughs> Sin City. And he does. He does. He looks, he looks, he's got his big weird ears. Like he just, his head, he's completely bald. And then he's got like a beard. That sounds horrible. And a big goofy looking nose. And he's trying to look pissed off. And it's, just, I wish I screenshotted the picture so I could show you right now. But it's like, really, you've had four seasons to build up. Superman's Joker, and you get John fucking Cryer? <laughs> I'm sure you could have gotten some A-list celebrity from, like, the 90s to come in. John Malkovich. Yeah. Like, get him to be Lex Luthor or something. Like, you, you, you know, you're doing so well, and then you do this. You know, Like I said, Supergirl's not one of the ones that people clamor to, and they're like, right. did you see the crossover for Super? <laughs> well, they would say that for the crossover, but... All right, so I was since we're talking about movies, I was thinking about something from my childhood that I would love to see as a live action, you know, slash with a little bit of CGI movie. So I was thinking, well, a little fantasy booking, as we like to say. Why don't I come up with some characters for this movie? So if you've ever seen Thundercats... Thunder! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the first couple, you know episodes you see a character named jaga who is like the spiritual leader of the thundercats he's uh he's plays like an older version of one of the thundercats so my idea for him would be jeremy irons i think with the voice and the way he looks i think he would be a great representation of jaga now for Lionel, the main main character people might think this is dumb but i say if you could do it at any time it would be paul walker I think Paul Walker would be a good That's a good, a good okay. Lionel. I could kind of picture that. For for Panthro, I picked Idris Elba. I think he's he's a really good choice for that. Um, could I just go back to your Jeremy Irons thing real yeah. quick? You need to get off of him. <laughs> every I time. Do, I do enjoy Jeremy every Irons. Every time. He is every one time. of my favorite actors. Ask him about Die Hard. <laughs> oh, wait. We talked about that We talked about episode. Die Hard, yeah. Ask him about uh, Lion King. What's his favorite part, <laughs> Jeremy Irons? <laughs> <laughs> Well, wait till we get to, you know, movies with John Leguizamo in it, because I'm going to talk about him, too. I like them both. I I do. Um, So, for Tigra, which some people are probably going to laugh at this one, too, we do have the Sword of Omens on the table right now. I do. I put it there. I just did. Um, David Hasselhoff. A young David Hasselhoff, I think, would actually be a good Tigra. That was his name? I couldn't remember. I didn't write it down. Okay. Uh, okay. For, for Chitara, I was thinking Alicia Silverstone. I hate her. <laughs> I hate her so much. I really don't like her. Yeah. I just saw that they added her to some kind of comic convention, and I was like, oh, I would avoid you. <laughs> I hated her so much as a kid. I don't know why. All right. For uh, Wiley Kit, I was thinking uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. 
Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, what was her name? She was Hit Girl. Hit Girl. Yep. Um, for Wiley Cat, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> okay, I like him. Now for Snarf, there's a little bit of a wrestling connection with this. I was saying to actually portray Snarf, you have Hornswoggle, oh. but the voice is Jack Black. And that's something because he doesn't like Jack Black. I, I'm not a big Jack Black fan. That but surprises I, me. I, I could, I could, snarf. <laughs> I could, I can picture Jack. I can see Jack Black just dressed up as him too. <laughs> <laughs> that's true too. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Those are good for Mumra. When he's you know the regular you know like old man size Robert Loja. Why can I not picture who this is? Independence Day. He was the general in Independence Day. The old guy that was the general in Independence Day. Oh, gosh. Say Independence Day one more time. It might ring a bell. <laughs> I can't picture him. I'm Robert Loge. I'm trying to think of other movies. He was in Scarface. He played um, Frank in Scarface. He was Scarface's original His, like, boss. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about now. And when he's, you know, huge Mumra, Dolph Lundgren, but you have Andy Serkis do the voice. Okay, wow, you went in way more depth than I... Because <laughs> I'm thinking more CGI. Because this movie... Right. It, it's too unrealistic to have it all be real. Like, But I was thinking you could have it be like an Avatar where it's kind of live I've action. I've never seen it. I hate it. <laughs> but it, but it's, you know, there's a lot of, you can put CGI elements mm-hmm. in it as well. Um, I don't know if you remember the character Slythe. He was one of the, the villains. Like the, the Toad? Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I was saying Andy Serkis would be perfect for that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he could do a good voice. And for Jackal Man, because that's kind of an overacted, you know. Was he... Was he kind of like Beast Man? Yeah, kind of um, like yeah. Um, I was saying Jim Carrey because he could totally overact in that in those scenes. I, I'm, any, I'm down with anything. I think him Carrey. playing off Andy Serkis would actually be a really cool dynamic. They would be a good. That'd be a good movie in general. Whoever's listening, take that one and run with it. But those were my thoughts of you know the main characters of the show. I did not go that far because <laughs> I didn't know I I got the twins here called Kit and Cat. <laughs> I couldn't remember. Close enough, close enough. It, it kind of sounds right. Kid right. Cat. Um, for my lion I got Henry Cavill, the guy I that like was that. Superman, because he just, I like that guy, and I want to see him do more, and I think he could be a heroic. Yeah, branch out a little bit. Yeah. Too. Yep. yep. Um, Chitara, was that her name? Yeah. Um, Charlize Theron. I like that. I, I like think that a lot. she's a badass. She, she can do, she has a big range, too. She can do a lot of things. Dude, so. Atomic Blonde was awesome. Um, uh, Mad Max is awesome. Yep. Like, I love those movies. Um, Panthro? Was that his name? Yep. Winston Duke. Oh, I like that. The dude that played M'Baku from I like that a lot. Thundercat. Yeah. Or not Thundercats, but from Black Panther. I There's like a that cat a lot. connection there. Yep. Um, I think he's awesome. Yeah. Like, I, when I watched Black Panther again a couple weeks ago, actually, it was around the same time I did this, it was just like, that guy. That guy right there is like... It's that's him. That's his role. I could picture him bald, with like a you know like the gray pantherish look with those uh, straps around his biceps yep. and stuff with the spikes on it, and just rocking that. Like, yeah, just Without looking. And then the twins. I'll just call them that. Um, I don't know these two actors' names. It was right off. The, like I'm thinking of it in the moment. I didn't really put a lot of thought behind it. But in the show, The Runaways, it's another Marvel TV show. I think it's brilliant. There's two kids in it. One of them's name is Chase, and one of them's name is Catalina. They have a really, really great chemistry mm-hmm. in that show. And they're of that age to where they could play those twin characters. And they're both athletic. They're both like doing a lot of action scenes and stuff. I don't know what their names are in real life, but... At, when you when you texted me and we were talking about this, that was the I was like, oh, Catalina and Chase, those two from that show. I I could see those guys because their chemistry is so it's it's cool. It's amazing how some you have to put a lot of thought in, and then some just pop right yeah, out. Yeah, and I've it. never seen these two kids in anything else, but they are my absolute favorite characters in the show. That's cool. So I love them. Um, and then for Snarf, Simon Pegg. Oh, I like that. Like just I'm picturing a CGI Snarf, so I'm not right. picturing anybody playing him, kind of like a Rocket Raccoon. Yep. Uh, you, and you can have Simon Pegg play the mocap for it. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, but like, and still doing the the, the accent. Yeah. Bringing that to Snarf and being like, oh, for some reason Snarf sounds British, but I guess if any character in Thundercats does, <laughs> Snarf could get away with it because he's a lizard cat. Right. 
Um, and Mumra in both forms, the big one and the little old man Brian Cranston. Oh, I like that a lot. Because range again, right? That guy can can sell you on being the I'm Mumra, and then I'm Mumra. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? He can change it like that. Yep. Um, that's all I I got because I don't remember Slytherin or Hufflepuff, <laughs> whatever their names were, Dumbledore. <laughs> what were their names again? Slythe and Jackal Man. Slythe and Jackal Man. Let me, um... I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know the characters enough to, to, to pretend. I just thought this would be, you know, a cool thing to, to try out and a little fantasy, you know, well, to, to movie kinda, making. Well, to kind of bring it all together, to 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 wrap up this whole thing... All right. Idris Elba was in Suicide Squad, was... I don't really know where I was going with this, but I wanted to say cats. We're talking about cats right now. And Idris Elba is going to be in the movie Cats. They're making a movie on the musical that oh, was cool. a huge sensation in the 90s. Yep. Cats. And Idris Elba is going to be in it. Uh, just, we're talking about cats and movies. <laughs> just, I thought there was a connection. But when you say the thoughts you have in your head out loud, you tend to sound stupid out loud. <laughs> Expect a lot of that from us, just so you know. Oh, hashtag stupid. <laughs> um, oh, this is what I want to talk about real quick. Ghostbusters. All right. We touched on a little bit last time, so it's always good well, to, to re- Casper, it's, to this it. is totally random, but I was watching Casper with my okay. daughter. We just got it at Target, $5 on Blu-ray. What cool deal, right? Yeah, hell yeah. I haven't seen that movie since I was probably like eight, right? I actually saw that at the drive-in, so... Did you really? Yep. There you go. Now, I have a really good memory for movies, but not detail, 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 detail. Especially a Casper movie. Like, I remember the three brothers. Yeah. I remember Bill Pullman. I remember, you know, uh, what was her name? Uh, Christina, Christina Ricci. Ricci. Right. I remember the big mansion. Stuff like that. What I don't remember is in the beginning of the movie. This, this, this got me. I ran right over and wrote this down so I wouldn't forget about it. In the beginning of that movie, they're showing um, TV cameramen and a news anchor outside this house. Yeah. And you see all these paranormal investigators coming in and out. Like, I can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. You see fucking Dan Aykroyd head to toe in Ghostbusters gear <laughs> with a big ass mustache come running down the stairs and he goes, who are you going to call? Somebody else because I'm out of here. <laughs> I, f- I completely forgot about that. Dude, that probably is the single coolest cameo ever. To know Casper the Ghost exists in the same world as Ghostbusters is so weird, but yeah, like that's... That's my childhood. If they tied it together and did something with Casper in the new Ghostbusters, it would make it even better. It would be just, though, if I could steal a word, it would be tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> but I, 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 yeah, I'm seeing that right now, and I was like, that is so cool. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's so cool. Okay. So, Dave, like I said, I went and saw Captain Marvel last night. This will be spoiler-free, folks, just so you know. Yes, yeah, so this is a spoiler-free, for anybody that, that listens to this, this is a spoiler-free review. Not for you, but for Dave. Because, <laughs> But you can listen anyways. Right. Um, but if it, if there were spoilers in it and you didn't see the movie, don't listen to it. But again, if that, you know, that's that's on you. But this is <laughs> this is spoiler-free for Dave until he sees it. And then as soon as he sees it, we probably will do a spoiler episode. Yep. Um, this movie, it was good. It was really good. I wouldn't say really good. It was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I'll start right off and say I give it a 7 out of 10. Alright. It's not my favorite Marvel movie. There were a lot of reasons why I think it didn't live up. No, not that it didn't live up to the hype. Because it was, right, pretty par. Um, why it wasn't as exciting, I guess. That's the word. Why it wasn't as exciting, or why I wasn't as thrilled going into it as I normally am a Marvel movie... And it's because this is um, an origin story before the biggest culmination of movies in cinematic history. So you're you're on the cusp of that tidal wave already. You just want to ride the wave. Right. This movie's kind of holding you back still. And I think that, that for me was like... I Do you think to... it should have come sooner? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yep. Um, the, mo- the movie was good. It had a lot of cool stuff in it. I, I liked a lot of it, but then there were, on the other side of the coin, it was like, what the hell were you thinking? Right. Like, why'd you do that? Um, there are some, I'm not, they're not for me. I'm going to put it out there now because there are people that are going to have issues with the woman concept of it. Right. Because there are a lot of women in this movie, but it's okay. Like, it's not saturated and like trying to say, hey, women, 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 women. Right. 
it's a it's an origin story, a single solo movie about a woman, and women relate to women in this movie and in real life. So, like, her best friend is a woman. You know, I don't expect her best friend to be Captain America or something. <laughs> it's that's that's normal stuff, but I'm not sure. The intro, the intro of the movie was awesome. Like how they do the Marvel, dan da 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 dan, like cool. They changed it up again, and it was cool. That's great. It was really cool. Um. Nick Fury and Agent Coulson. They bring Agent Coulson back. Because nice. this movie takes place in the 90s. This is not a spoiler that's in the trailers. They show a fucking blockbuster. blockbuster yep. Like, if you yeah. don't if you don't know what a blockbuster is, you're too young. <laughs> you're too young for this podcast. You're too young. Go look it up. Google you're, it. You're too young for it, bro. Right. Oh, man. You're, this movie, this movie, if you're, if you were born in the 2000s, and you go to see this movie, you're going to be like, what the hell is dial-up? Because <laughs> it's in there. Dial-up's in there. It's a huge joke. Um, but Nick Fury and Agent Coulson are in this. They're younger selves. We meet them in 2008. This is, I think, 1995, 96. Yep. So it's, you know, a decade or so into it. That's cool. Um, Nick Fury's got full head of hair. <laughs> he, he actually looks just like he does in uh, Die Hard. Oh, nice. He, I mean, the, the, the hair... He looks just like he's got both eyes. Um, that's always a plus. Right. When you got both your eyes, you, you, you see it coming. Um, Coulson, they made him look younger. They gave him more hair, which it's like, just, that just looks weird. Because you're so used to people looking the way they, they look right now. Like, like he went to the hair club for men. And, right. You know, right. Like, if I up. went there and did it, if I started using, like, Rogaine or something, people would be like, stop. Just, you... <laughs> That's not even you anymore. Just be bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there were two... Well, there were a couple throwbacks. Or not even throwbacks yet, because if this is a prequel to it all, everything prior or after this is a throwback to this movie, essentially. Right. But Ronan the Accuser from Guardians of the Galaxy, the the dude with the hammer, yep. he's in this. Oh, nice. Um, Korath, the black dude that first confronts Star-Lord. Yep. Um, Damien Hussan is his the actor's name or something like so, that so, sounds familiar. something like that he's in blood diamond with leonardo dicaprio um that was a good movie go check that one out so it was cool to see like familiar faces but in a different yeah different way jude law was in it like nice. so that's cool that they you know marvel just keeps pulling in big names i forget the one woman that plays a certain somebody's name i don't want to say either what the character's name is because that's a excuse me that's a spoiler um I've seen some reviews where people say the movie's boring. I will 100% say the movie was not boring. I did not... I fell asleep... I er, I started to doze off in a couple of superhero movies. But not because they were boring, but because I was tired. Right. And, I, and last night, I just worked 56 hours straight and then just went right to the movies after that. And I didn't fall asleep. I was wide awake. Um. So the movie was, was interesting. It kept you going. And if it didn't bore you, it's definitely not boring. No, exactly. Like, I, I really enjoyed the movie. I don't have any... I wouldn't say don't go see it. I, I would say go see it. It's good. Right. There are confusing parts in it because, yet again, it's an origin story. But it's trying to stay as close to the tail end of Avengers... Or, like, modern time, I'll say it like that, yeah. as it can. So there's a lot of back and forth, which is done in a very strange way, which can be very confusing. Even I was like, did I miss something? Because this just seems out of place. But it all kind of, it does all fall Kind of like place. Pulp Fiction, it all comes together in the end a little bit. Not even like that, because that was like different stories right. intertwining. This is like, okay, I know I'm in a, fl it's so hard to say without... Right. Without spoiling it. Um, don't... And then I, I got written right here. Like, don't miss a second of it. Because if you do miss something, it is hard to fill in. Like, well, I'm not really sure what I'm even seeing. So how do I put in something I'm not sure is even there? Yeah. Like, I got up to go to the bathroom one time in a spot that was that was slow. But it was, it was a good slow. It was just dialogue building to something. So I was like, oh, perfect time. I can go take a piss. Um, I missed something, but it wasn't huge. But it was still like... Oh shoot! I should have I should have waited like maybe three more seconds. Yep. Didn't didn't like ruin the story or anything like that, but it was still like sugar pie. <laughs> um, there's two end credit scenes. They're both oh, one of them is awesome. I was sitting there next to my buddy Mark, and I'm nudging him on the shoulders. I'm like, <laughs> like you know, like an idiot, like an absolute idiot. It was cool. It was pretty cool. Um, the second end credit scene is. Doesn't really for those people that know what I'm talking about with these end credit scenes, it's an extra like maybe 15, 20 seconds 
of film. Maybe it's from the next film, actually, that's coming out, or maybe it's just a tag to it to show you, like, oh, this is this is going on now, and this might come in a future movie down the road. Yep. So one of the uncredit scenes definitely, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tells more story. Foreshadows. Yes, it foreshadows. Perfect word. That's what I'm looking for. It foreshadows things to come. The second one, it lets you know something that's already there. It just gives you more backstory to it. Of like, okay. oh, okay, there, that makes sense. Now I know a little bit more about that. Right. I think they should have switched them, and I, I've, I think this with a few of the Marvel movies. You should put your better of the two tags at the end. Right. So it makes that stay worth it because there's a lot of people that walk out. They're like, fuck, I sat around waiting for that. Yeah. They'd rather wait around for the good one. Yeah. Which you did that with Spider-Man. They did that with Spider-Man, which was clever because the end tag for that was Captain America making fun of the concept of sitting there waiting for something that doesn't really even do anything for you. That was funny. I'm sitting there in theater laughing, and people are like, this is bullshit. I'm like, patience. That's the whole point, man. (laughs) And I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was really, really funny. Some of the CGI in the movie is questionable, which is kind of sad because it's like, holy shit, if you saw Infinity War, you'd think that whole movie was real. You think they rushed it? No, I don't think they rushed it. I just think different people. Yeah. Because there's, there's, like, certain things they did with, with Nick Fury. It's like, whoa, that's not the Nick Fury I know. Right. That, he wouldn't have done that. But then you got to look at it. It's like, well, this is a decade later, man. Like, you got to see him. He's growing. This is kind of his origin story, too. Right. But yet, there's, there's, there's loopholes in this movie. Because, like I said, one of the end credit scenes, it doesn't give you any new story. It just shows you a little bit more of what you already know. But what you already know is like, wait a minute, this happened that way. How is it now happening this way? Stuff like that. I, I just don't think there was attention to detail, honestly. Right. And maybe that was a sign of rushing it. I'm not really sure. Like they're paying more attention to Endgame than they are, you know. No, I don't even think it's that. I think no. they're paying more attention because Kevin Feige, the president of it, like he's been on record like saying like my agenda, not agenda, but like my plan first and foremost is to get a, a solo female superhero out there. Yeah. Which is garnering a lot of negativity because in this I'm actually I'm going to segue here Brie Larson the chick that plays Captain Marvel yep that's where I'm wishy-washy about this whole movie yeah I felt like she was not there like her she was so emotionless yeah I thought I mean it still was a fun movie but if you got rid of her I think you wouldn't have noticed right and that's bad, because like, if you got rid of Robert Downey Jr., yeah, uh, what? You don't even say that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she just was emotionless, and she's already garnered a lot of negativity going in this movie, because I guess she's she said certain things about white male demographics and created a lot of buzz that way. Certain movie actors that are in this MCU are, are kind of catty about her, and I, I was just reading like some of these quotes the other day. Like, uh, the chick that played, what's her name, um, that plays Scarlet Witch, whatever her actor. Oh, yeah, I know know who you're talking about. Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, yep. She was saying, like, basically, like, this, this person comes in for one movie, never even been introduced, one movie, and now they want to make her the face of this company. Right. Which I get. It's like any other place. Like, wrestling. Yeah. You're Brock Lesnar, for instance. Like, oh, why? Because he's a big fucking name. He should be the face of the company. He's not here working his Same ass off. Same with Ronda Rousey. Exactly. Yep. So, so that that idea is very real. Yep. Um, and it's it's it it really is pissing off some of the the the, the ladies in the locker room. I guess I'll say it like that because. Your Black Widow should have already had her own standalone Oh, yeah, movie. with how popular she is in that role, without and, a doubt. I mean, now they're doing it. Now they're going to make it. But it's like, she's been established for the last ten years. Do you think they'll have Nick Fury play a huge part in that? I think so. I think if they do a Black Widow movie, yeah, let it be a Black Widow movie, but let it transition into her finding out like who Hawkeye is. Right. Nick Fury recruiting her, her being recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D., absolutely. Because S.H.I.E.L.D. is in um, Captain Marvel. S.H.I.E.L.D. exists right. in this movie. So, yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting. And, like, Kevin Feige, the president, like I was saying, he's backing Brie Larson by, like, just her, not the movie itself. Right. And one of the reviewers I watched was saying the same thing of saying, like, they should have put more publicity towards the movie, not towards her. Exactly. And promoted the movie, not her. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm not sure where they're going to go from this. I read earlier today. Now, these are just people throwing naysay out there there's no link you know uh hooked up to what they're saying that you can click on and read that actual information but somebody said that marvel has confirmed that there have 
a, they have a couple different versions of Endgame in case Captain Marvel doesn't pan out the way they plan it to. So if that's the case, that has me thinking of like, oh shit, imagine like Captain Marvel coming into the, they, they're, they're just done with it. They don't, it's like, nope, this is p bad publicity already. If we go this route, we've rushed this, we, we're forcing it down people's throats right now. And that's what I was saying earlier about, not because she's a woman, but because it's the concept, it's a woman. That's, right. and that's what they're playing it to now. Marvel yeah. is absolutely doing that. They're playing to the demographic. Well, it's a woman. You have to love it. DC didn't do that. They didn't come out and say it like that, but I feel that was how they promoted it. And a lot of other people promoted it that way, too, right. not DC. Yep. Right, right, yeah. right. Yep. But Marvel is really coming right out and saying, we're pushing this because we want it to be our first solo female woman. It's like, well, no. Like You've got the Wasp that was just an Ant-Man. You've got all the chicks that were badass in Black Panther. Like, Don't just... Hype it up because it's your first solo. Right. Hype it up because it's a movement or something, like WWE does. You know yep. what I mean? Um, so I got this crazy-ass fucking stupid idea in my head that, like, just imagine in Infinity War, Captain Marvel comes in and she's ready to fuck it. Because she's supposed to be the one that, like, puts Thanos down. Yeah. And he just kills her like that. And it's like, what are we going to do? What the hell? And then, you know what I mean? Like, that would just be so radical and, like, crazy... Because I'm going to jump back to X-Men real quick. All right. The Dark Phoenix trailer. In that, it looks like Mystique dies. Yep. 100%. And I think that's fan service because a lot of the fans are sick and tired of Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique outshadowing the X-Men in yeah. X-Men movies. Totally understandable. I feel the same way. Um, I want my X-Men. She's part of the Brotherhood. She's not a good guy. I don't want her in there. Right. So I think they're going to kill her off like within the first like half hour of the movie to be like... Look, fans, we're kind of listening to you guys, and not saying that people are saying, you know, let's kill Captain Marvel, but maybe she won't have as big of a role as they have projected her to have. And that's a smart move, actually, to have, you know, extra versions if you do need to go yes. that route. Yep. And and, and, and it would, <clears throat> with it being Disney, <clears throat> I know I the president of Disney, um, Bob Iger, I think he said something along the lines of, like, we don't want to have the same issues we've had with, like, Star Wars, where, like, the last Star Wars movie was so controversial that it kind of put a halt to, like, further production yep. of movies. Yeah. And I don't think they want that same concept with with the MCU because it's been such a dominating force in the movie world. I don't think they want to be like, look, we, gotta, we should slow down with these superhero movies now because this one movie kind of garnered some bad heat. Yep. Um, Makes a lot of sense. It, it's it's interesting, but I want to see what the avid moviegoer, plus the, the 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 fan of the movies and the comics, after the opening weekend, what the numbers show. Because honestly, that's where it's at. The numbers show it all. Yep. Um, People vote with their dollars. That's the way it exactly, is. Exactly. Exactly. I just went and paid seventeen dollars last night to go see this movie in IMAX. I'm not disappointed. <clears throat> I don't regret it at all. I'm so happy I went and got it. I got the actual physical copy of my movie ticket, there which I go. love getting those. Yep. Um, so to have it, the only problem I do have with this movie, personally, I don't, I'm not 100% sure if she is Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. I'm not sure if they're 100% the same character, because, like, I got right here. This is the Captain Marvel from the yeah. movie, and this is Ms. Marvel from the comics. Quite different looking. But if she, if they are the same person, which I'm pretty sure they are, I would have rather have this movie been called Ms. Marvel, which I just think sounds really cool, like Ms. Right. Marvel, because you already have a fucking cap. <laughs> You already have a motherfucking Captain America, and yep. he's the only Cap you need. You get if you, I'm I'm done. I can't. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna fans. I'm gonna blow my gasket. <laughs> but speaking of Cap, real quick, this last night I gotta give a shout out to my buddy Mark and to my buddy Dave here in a minute. But this this little gem is what my buddy Mark got me last night for my birthday and it is an exact replica of captain america's shield from the very first avengers movie it's got it's metal and all that with actual little leather that's straps that's really cool it's awesome he got me it for my birthday because uh, my birthday is tomorrow and it is sweet it is absolutely awesome it is a cool little you know to do so thank you mark big mark turcot mark yeezy Marcadius. that's for you buddy who might join us at one point on the podcast absolutely and mama t I heard you were upset about my swearing, um, so I'm sorry. I love you, Mama T. Um, and I'm going to give a shout-out to my buddy Dave, who is sitting here with us right now. Because he gave me some pretty awesome birthday stuff. Uh, the thing that pops out of the top of my head is Daphne's autograph 
three of them, which he said he only paid for one. Paid for one, but she sent two eight by tens to him that are autographed to me that say happy birthday to me. Two different ones, which are really cool. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then the third thing was a personal little. Like, birthday card. Yep. Which I thought was really, really cool that she had autographed again and, you know, personally thanked me. And and uh, I thought that was really cool. And I'm a huge Daphne fan. I really liked her. And for anybody that doesn't know who that is, she was the TNA knockout for maybe like two years. Something like that. Something yeah. like that in TNA. Um, she definitely stood out in the crowd. You know, not that TNA was a bunch of blonde-haired Barbie dolls because those, those chicks could fight. Yep. But if you stood her up against the rest of them, you'd be like, oh shit, that's that's Daphne. She's kind of like the page, you know, of WWE, just stands out from the... Oh yeah, you know, like the... pale white skin, dark... Well, she didn't always have like dark black hair. It was like colored at times. Yep. Lots of tattoos. Lots of tattoos, like war chain mail and, and leather and metal and gothic-y, just awesome. So... I don't think she'll ever listen to this, but I want to give her a big, you know, shout out because that was that was really nice of her to do. And she also had a pretty big role in WCW as well as oh, a really? love interest with David Flair and Crowbar. So I did not know that. That's pretty sweet. Again, I wasn't a WCW guy. My <laughs> mom and uh, and company had good taste in wrestling. <laughs> um, so I think that <clears throat> will conclude our first, I don't want to say hour, but our first uh, first half of the, the Comic Wrestling Podcast. This is Ace and Deadly Dave. We would like to thank you again for listening to the first hour of the Comic Wrestling Podcast. And go to the Comic Wrestling Cast at gmail.com. Leave a comment. Leave anything you want regarding the show if you want to hear more, if you don't want to hear more. We want to hear your thoughts, your opinions, and your views on this. You can also go to YouTube. You can subscribe, you can like, and hit the bell so you can be the first one to be notified of any and all new content that we will be uploading to YouTube, Instagram, Facebooks, Twitters, and everything else. Thank you again.